Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, I like talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And we have quite a few big ones that happened this week that I really want to talk about. I'm trying to figure out where to start here, because there's quite a bit, a lot I want to cover. Uh, There's three, well, not a lot. There's three major stories I want to cover, um, but I want to talk about all of them. And I'm trying to think which is the most big of a deal. I'm going to go ahead and start with the fact that we now know Dumois' identity, allegedly, it's it's her. It's it's who it is. But Dumois is an Instagram account and a Twitter account, but mainly an Instagram account of blind items, specifically celebrity blind items, okay? And they really popped off, gosh, in 2020, I think, during the pandemic when everyone was like, desperate for content. It was not surprising that blind items made a resurgence to me. Um, I, I miss the days personally of just unhinged update accounts and toxic accounts on uh, Instagram run by like 14 year olds with like emotional issues, like, like undiagnosed issues. <laughs> like that's what I miss. That's what, that was my comfort content. Just someone unhinged, obsessively updating every member of One Direction in five seconds of summer and every major uh, female that they looked at. Like that was, that was my comfort content, you know, like, oh, this person's closer to my age. So therefore I have a shot with this person. Like that was, that was my comfort content. The thing about Dumois, and I do follow Dumois, I want to make that clear. I have never submitted anything to the account, um, but I have interacted with a couple of her posts before, um, and I believe I have access to, I still have access to message her, I might have. Yeah, so I haven't messaged them since 2020, or gosh, the very start of 2021, I would say. Yeah, the very start of 2021. So I just shouted them out at one point in 2020, and then in 2021, when the Army Hammer piece came out, um, they tried to pin everything on Dumois, but Dumois had even posted the, uh, I think anything about the army hammer situation or the accusations against him or the cannibal claims or anything like that. They just didn't. And so I had just been like, it's weird that they're like basically framing. Yeah. We just went back and forth. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have it followed over you. You've always handled the army stuff delicately. If you said anything at all, uh, I also never even posted the actual allegations. So not sure how I'm responsible for a scandal surrounding them. Honestly, I think your account makes some celebs nervous. So the PR departments of Army Hammers camp probably saw an opportunity and took it. They couldn't legally blame the victim. So they blamed this account, most likely. That was it. That was the only interaction. I haven't spoken to them or interacted with them since, gosh, March of 2021. Okay. I liked mainly their sightings uh, because that's just fun. I like see it's the, I was someone who always liked like, oh, celebrities going grocery shopping. I want to see what they're buying and shit because I'm nosy. Uh, so I liked things like that. A lot of the blind items that got posted are obviously uncooperated. They post a lot of stuff that's uncooperated, and that was a lot of the backlash that they were receiving. Dumas, she. I can say she. It's one person. It's her. Um, She uh, was posting a bunch of stuff uncooperated, and so it was just like most of the time they would use the blind item name, so they're not explicitly saying who it is, but sometimes it was more obvious than others. And a lot of times they were wrong, but a lot of times they were right. But again, it's like, I mean, I guess it's up for debate the level of response responsibility that fell on Dumois. But obviously, when you're running a private account or a private account and an anonymous account, that's when, you know, you posting celebrity sightings, celebrity gossip, news, 
insider details and all of that, that's when it's like, okay, how come you get your privacy, but these people don't, you know, things like that. And I, I have a whole potential video done on the Dumas situation, but also like uh, how much an- anonymity are you really allowed online and all of that, especially with the discussion of Web3 coming about and all of that and all of these faceless YouTubers and all of that, you know, who uh, like how much anonymity are you really uh, entitled to and all of that. Because I do think everyone's entitled to their privacy, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's I'm I'm not I haven't really broken it down enough yet to properly explain my opinions on it. But yeah, so the Dumas situation, I I do agree that they post far too many uncorroborated posts. But again, it's like they're if they they get away with it by saying that it's rumors. You know, it's rumors, so I can post it because it's rumors. Like we're not saying that this is facts, but then the emails that people are submitting could be claimed to be fact. And I ris- listened to. I always knew it was a woman. I always knew she was probably in her 30s. That didn't surprise me. Um, She went on a podcast, uh, Not Skinny But Not Fat, hosted by Amanda Hirsch that I listened to. um, God, back in 2020, I believe, or um, 2021, I think. And she was talking about, you know, how for everything that she does post, there's like hundreds that she doesn't post or something like that. And talking about how it was uh, run by two people. She had a, a partner, but then she took over the account and now it's just her. So I always knew there was going to be two people associated with the account, but then now it's run by one person. See, there, the, the name, okay. So Brian Feldman, I believe, is the one who uh, figured this all out and he put out something called Dumois Digital Trail and broke it all down with some breakdowns, the current media climate, blah, 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 blah. I'll link this in the uh, description notes because I do think that this breakdown is very, impressive because of social media nothing's ever erased so it doesn't matter how unless you start a whole new account and i knew that this was an old account too not just that it had been run by two people but that this is an account that was once shared by two people that had been active or at least had a presence online for years just a little more searching confirms that m kemp syo is a fashion entrepreneur named meggie kempner the handle has since been changed and the account is now private Here's a corresponding Pinterest page linking the handles to the civilian name, for example, complete with a pin board dedicated to her grandmother, famed New York socialite Nan Kemper. The Dumois 1.0 Princess page, circa 2014, also featured a pin board dedicated to Nan. And just to clear up any ambiguity, there's the dormant Facebook page of Coco Dumois, who describes herself as half the Dumois gals at Dumois.com and co-founder of fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brand Dumois.com on her profile. In 2014, Coco posted a link to a Vanity Fair write-up of the Camper brand launch and commented under it, so proud of the Dumois gals, girl Maggie Kemper, tagging her profile. Kemper did not respond to emails asking about her relationship to Dumois, to Dumois, though according to tracking pixels included in them, they were opened at least once. And then it continues to go on, talking about figuring out the other half, starting to figure out the name Melissa. And now we have a full name, Melissa Lavallo. But there's not much else to go on here because many of the online accounts tied to this name are now dead ends. There's also photo evidence of them and all of that. So Maggie Kempner is the granddaughter of famed socialite, appears to have founded the account with Melissa Lavallo. Melissa is the one who allegedly still runs the account. Again, some people on TikTok are kind of funny talking about this because they're like, uh, why is it some white woman in her 30s? Well, who believed, who thought that? Did we ever doubt, like, I'm genuine question. Did we ever get any signs that it was not like some white woman in her 30s? Like, even just the, again, I listened to her voice on the podcast and she's done a couple of uh, interviews and stuff where she's hidden her voice. But that one, I know she talked about specifically, like, oh no, we don't need to hide my voice. She's been on, she has her own podcast. I don't think she 
hides her voice on that one either. It was only a matter of time because at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can truly be anonymous these days unless you really go do the full living in the woods, no social footprint. You've been a Luddite since you were born. Like there's no way really to be anonymous entirely. Like maybe I'm saying that as someone who's like, it would be very hard for me to erase myself tomorrow, okay? I I exist on social media. I'm a content creator. Uh, People recognize me wearing a mask with my glasses. You know, like like it'd be very hard for me to become anonymous and disappear tomorrow. We could argue that because of Web3, it's gonna become easier, the, the anonymity of Web3 and truly having privacy and all of that. But I think at the current state of things, it's very hard to remain anonymous or even become anonymous out of nowhere. And then, I don't know, maybe they just didn't want to get rid of the, I want to know what the follower count was prior to 2020 before the shift change into a blind item account. The existence of Dumois has existed in various forms since its founding. Maybe they just had built up enough followers that they're like, okay, let's make a switch into blind items. And then didn't think to reset things. I don't know, change the name, but the dupe, like the Dumois name is like, that sticks around, you know? Yeah, this person on Twitter said, I don't like Dumois at all. Actually, I don't like the pro-stalking behavior they encourage while adamantly insisting they should have a secret identity. So I'm glad they got exposed. Fair. See, I do think there is a discussion to have here because yeah, it is the same thing of like, yeah, the pro-stalking behavior, what is being encouraged by their account? And then also, you know, what is the expectation of privacy when you are running an account like this that does violate people's privacy in their private lives, um, even if they are celebrities. I, I am someone who does think that even if you are a famous person, you do still, you should be allowed to have a private life. Yeah, I don't know. I do think there's something to be discussed here. So right now for Dumois, we have the name Melissa Lavallo for who is uh, running the account. And it does seem like there is at least some truth to this. I mean, the, the breakdown, is, I think, is very telling. I think it, it works very well think it's true personally. Samantha Bush on Twitter said, the irony of Dumois blocking me for posting about the rumors is not at all lost on me. Hi, I feel really bad doing this, but I have to block any account amplifying the nonsense that was posted about this weekend. Like, okay, girl, queen, pussy boss, do whatever you gotta do. They also post job postings, which I think is how they get through stuff, like casting calls and just random entertainment job postings. See, she just got a, I think she got got a show deal or a movie deal. She got something recently. And so if she was smart, she would expose herself like, yeah, hi, this is me. Stop trying to say that. I, like if it is, if it is Melissa or if it's not Melissa, you know, I think the smartest thing would be to step forward and just take claim of it now because the trying to hide things more is not going to look good because then it's like, okay, we found your name. What else are you worried about us finding type of thing? You know? So we'll see. But that's the first thing that I wanted to say, because that's like, I want to say I've heard that name before. I feel like people figured it out beforehand. A lot of people thought it was Jill Zarin's daughter, which I do think is funny. See, the thing is too, is she was posting blood items, but there's nothing to say that she wasn't submitting blood items herself. So who knows? The next thing I wanted to talk about, Logan Paul running for president. It was bound to happen at some point. Uh, A content creator, popular content creator running for president. Now, I want to say that this is not the first time this has happened. I believe this is the first time someone has openly said that they actively are trying to pursue running for president. That's a content creator. But this is not the first time that a content creator has gotten involved in politics. Um, I believe it was Joey Salads. That doesn't sound right. Hold on, Joey. Joey Saladino. Yeah. Uh, he tried to run and represent uh, New York's 11th congressional district. Uh, Joey Saladino. He was a YouTuber. He uh, did a run after Trump's presidency or 
right after Trump's run for president and uh, he's fallen out. It's not the first time that content creators have gotten involved in politics. One that I heard of more recently that got backlash, I want to say was 2020 or 2021. I got to check. I believe it was Vienna Sky. She's a TikToker. She did a bit because she did a lot of blog style videos on her TikTok. And she said, I tried running for office in my town in New Jersey or something like that. It was met with a lot of backlash because she was doing it like it was like a fun TikTok trend. Like, look at this quirky thing I'm doing because that was her content. And people were like, why is local government a joke to you? Like, these are people's policies that they have to live with. Like, why is this a joke to you? This isn't fun and quirky, you know? And um, I think I wonder if that video is still up. Obviously, she did not win. But, you know, you get my point. This is not new. It's a gimmick for some people. Some people truly believe in platforms they are running on. Um, Something that I'm I'm surprised we haven't seen more of is actually uh, a lot of the Christian and religious influencers uh, trying to move that into a political campaign. I don't know. I just feel like that'd be something that we would have seen more of, you know, like all of these There's plenty of mom influencers and uh, like very religious mom influencers and their families. Surprised they don't try to get into office. Well, I mean, a lot of them do like the traditional things, so they don't want to get into office, but I'm surprised they don't try to push their husbands into politics more often. That just seems like something that they would do. And then obviously you have the built-in audience, built-in support of your audience. Obviously not everyone is going to be in your voting district, but I mean, hey, raising awareness uh, is the first battle in any political campaign. Uh, But yes, Logan Paul is trying to run for president. Uh, He can't run yet. He can't run until I believe 2035, I believe is what I saw the date as. Let me pull this up. This is from the Irish Mirror. Logan Paul has doubled down on his plans to become US president and wants to make brother Jake Paul the Secretary of Defense. YouTube boxer Paul has previously outlined his plans to run for the U.S. presidency, believing that the country needs a leader who is more authentic and creative. Motherfucker. God. He will have to hold off until 2032 to do so, as U.S. law states the minimum age to run for presidency is 35. Paul, who turned 27 last month, was one of the first YouTubers to cross over to boxing when he fought fellow internet star KSI in a white-collar match four years ago. His last boxing match took place almost a year ago, going eight rounds with ringleader Floyd Mayweather. Speaking of the Future of Everything Festival with the Wall Street Journal, Paul said, I, Logan Paul, will be running for president in 2032. When asked what role Jake would have, Paul laughed and replied, Jake is Secretary of Defense. In an old episode of the podcast, Impulsive, Paul guaranteed that he would be president before he dies. He also considered waiting until he turned 50 to make his run, as he will have more intelligence and wisdom at that age. Speaking of his presidency plans earlier this year, he said on the MMA Hour, I'm 26 and I'll be eligible to run for president when I'm 35. That gives me nine more years to become the best version of myself possible. I just think I'll be a good leader one day. And I think the presidential spot needs a fresh take. I think the country could use a person who is a little bit more nuanced, more innovative and authentic, because I think a lot of politicians fall short. Personally, I have trouble watching because I know that you are reading off a teleprompter and this speech was written for you by a campaign manager and I'm not like that. Yes, because that's what we need. More politicians who just don't listen to their staffers and just say whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) Jake also has plans to give his brother's presidency hopes a run for his money. Previously saying the pair would flip a coin to decide who gets to be the president. Dear God. Again, 
not surprising. I think that I'm so I'm honestly shocked this hasn't happened more. There are plenty of content creators who are in the eligible age range to run for presidency. And a lot of YouTubers have a lot of money. And so they could feasibly do it with like their own money. And then like, if they wanted to crowdsource funds to run, they could do that. I do think Logan has matured a lot since his loss with KSI. I think he has matured quite a bit. Um, that being said, do I want him to be president? No, <laughs> I do not want Jake Paul to be president. <laughs> There's a lot of people I don't want to be politicians and a lot of them are actively sitting on Congress right now. W will he do this? I don't know. We've got nine years. We have time. Um, if, if he was smart, he would try and get involved in a different form of politics now. Maybe go to law school. I don't know. He didn't graduate college. I don't think. Um, maybe get some form of actual qualifications for, you know, leading the country. That would be nice if you want to be different. Huh, I don't know. I just think that's like, I, I, I really am surprised that we don't see more content creators trying to be politicians. Like, I just think that that's like, oh yes, influencer to politician just seems like a logical leap for me. Not for myself. God, no. I would rather peel off my own skin than be a politician. But I just, I'm surprised that, you know, th this industry breeds narcissists. Let's be real. And so does politics, political science. You know, it, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising to me if more content creators became politicians. That's really that for that story. Obviously, this is just an idea now. We have time to panic about a Paul president. <laughs> so we have time for that. The other thing that I really want to talk on is uh, musicians are taking to TikTok to share their frustration with their labels, not allowing them to release music without faking a viral moment on TikTok for marketing. And I put all of that in quotes for audio listeners. Um, the thing about this, and I really want to talk about this, and I wanted to talk about, I'm going to be making probably a YouTube video on this topic as well, because back at the first year of the pandemic, when TikTok was really hitting its stride, I did quite a few videos on marketing on TikTok, specifically small businesses and also musicians. I did a whole breakdown video on uh, Mothica and her song Vices and how TikTok really helped her kind of get a uh, uh, more recognition for her music, even though she had already had a music career, it like really spiraled everything and, and made it just grow in more of an intense moment. Um, the song fuck 2020, all of that. There was a lot going on on TikTok at the time. And I talked about that. I talked about a lot of people who were like, my wife wants to be a musician. And I told her I could get the song to a million streams on Spotify. And it's like, I don't owe you plays. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Uh, you told your wife you could get that. That sounds really dumb of you. Like that sounds like a really bad choice for you to do actually. So I've talked about this stuff quite a bit on my YouTube channel. And so when I first saw Halsey's video, sharing how they wanted to release this song and they have the song playing in the background, but their record label will not allow them to release it unless they get a viral moment on TikTok first. And they were sharing how they had a lot of frustration and anger because they've, they are a player in the industry. They've done four albums. They have done full on tours, you know, and they still can't just make music and release music how they want to. Following that, the video did well, obviously, because it's someone being like, oh my God, they're telling the truth about the industry. So they did a follow-up video where someone is talking to them. I think they said the name. By the way, I'm saying they, because I believe that Halsey uses they, them pronouns, I believe. Yeah, so their original video has 7.9 million views. The second video is uh, Halsey being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, while a guy is off screen talking about like, listen, if you can just 
the TikTok's doing well. Like if you just uh, can just promote more without sharing the date, then we can get the artwork figured out and all this. Like just the thing about this is that I do understand to some degree that uh, when you are signed to a label, one, you, you've basically sold your soul to the label. That's just kind of the reality of a lot of music industries that there's a lot of issues with that. That's what we saw with a bunch of artists that have come out in years following being like, yeah, I couldn't do X, Y, and Z all this stuff, like they don't know their masters, look at the Taylor Swift deal and all of that. They don't want you to just leak music. So I understand where that's the issue. But obviously this is Halsey straight up asking, let me release this song. I want to release this song. Why can't I release this song? And they're being like, well, we need to get this TikTok trend going so that we can be like, get more plays and all this stuff. The marketing side of things, I can understand to some degree because so much of the entertainment industry is how much money can we make everyone based on you? If we cast you in this project, how is that going to help with getting butts and seats for this movie? Like how are, how many tickets are we going to sell based on your involvement in this project alone? Forget your acting, forget your ability to uh, say lines or convey emotion. Your presence in this project, will that help us get more investors, get more producers, X, Y, and Z, you know, things like that. Same goes with music. Like, okay, if we have this song going viral on TikTok, then we can potentially get more radio play. We can potentially get more uh, downloads, X, Y, and Z. You know, we can get you higher in the charts versus just releasing it on the radio and then having it get picked up by TikTok following. This side of things, it's still marketing. There's been some back and forth. There are some people that are saying that this is Halsey playing along, um, that them coming across as upset and annoyed, this is how they're choosing to play along. They're playing along like they don't want to do this, but they know that they have to X, Y, and Z. And I know that I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this poorly. They're not just being like, oh, they want a viral moment. Here's what I have to do to get the viral moment. Like, like, let me tell you the real talk. Like they want a valor moment. I'll show them one. It could be that. It could also be like, fuck, fine. Okay, I'll do it. But like, you're not like, I want to make it clear that I'm not happy about it. And they're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and make it clear you're not happy about it as long as you do it. So maybe it's that. There are people that are like, yeah, this is, there's now a bunch of other artists. Um, I believe Charlie XCX. Who else? Florence and the Machine. My point is, is that Halsey's not the only one making these posts. And it's like a lot of musicians just want to focus on music and they don't care about the marketing side of things. And so the fact that they have to, you know, fake a viral moment about like X, Y, and Z. I remember Bishop Briggs, I believe a year ago or something, there was a song she was going to release and uh, she posted like a clip with the song and then like interspersed with clips talking with a manager or something like we can't do this until it acts. And it's like, yeah, sure. Of course, whatever. And then troning the song, like until we get a meth plays, like the, the getting enough plays to be publicly released. That's not new, but it's weird to see with people that we consider, I guess, major celebrities, major musicians in music having to do the same thing as like indie artists and small people signed to smaller labels. Not that Bishop is an indie artist. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying like, I've heard this before, just not for people like Florence and the machine, not for Charlie XCX, you know, like this is, it's weird, you know, and it's a, it's a marketing ploy. But the thing about the marketing is that when someone it's like a brand deal. If someone is doing a brand deal just because they have to pay rent, you can tell in the brand deal that they are not actually 
liking the product, that they don't actually like talking about the stuff they're talking about, maybe that they've never even actually used the product. And the same thing goes with things like this. If you want a celebrity to be involved in marketing, they have to be excited about the marketing. Otherwise, it's very telling. And then I guess in some regard, it'll still go viral because people are like, oh my God, Halsey hates doing this promotion. You can totally tell. Look at this moment. And then people overanalyze it and break it down. And then that's promotion in and of itself. So again, we can be, everything is marketing. This is marketing, whether Halsey is choosing to partake in it or they are just begrudgingly um, involving themselves because they want to release music and they're annoyed and they want to share that they're annoyed. Who knows? It's anyone's guess. Maybe we'll see if the music gets released. Right now, there's no other videos that have been uh, posted by Halsey. That's it. Um, Like I said, I couldn't find the other post. Um, I think, God, who else was it that was posting about that? I have to break it down and find more. But I don't know. This isn't new. It's just weird to see from bigger celebrities. And I guess you could say like, oh, why are they not allowed to release this music in X, Y, and Z? I'm not surprised by that element of it. I'm surprised by the overall TikTokification of the music industry and that this is becoming now, like we're seeing it much easier for people to become industry plants. I did a whole breakdown on, um, God, who was it? I forgot their name. The girl group, the girl band, rock band. God, who were they? Oh, Tramp Stamps, them. I did a whole breakdown on them. There's another artist who popped up and I'm like, this is an industry plant. And I'm not going to say their name yet because I'm trying to see. I'm trying. We're getting closer to live shows being more common. Like live shows are all over the place right now. But like being more uh, normal again, basically, just like more how they always were before the pandemic. And so I'm hoping that this person does an LA show because I'm in LA and I believe they're in the LA vicinity that I'm like, get me there. And then we can have a full video on this person because I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is an industry plan. It's freaking me out how structured this whole person's music and existence as a musician is. It's very, very inflated numbers, very polished, very weird. It's freaking me out. So waiting for that, we'll keep you posted. Um, Oh, speaking of keeping you posted. So I did not get cast on the show yet. The Influence Me TV show, a uh, reality show that I've been talking to you guys about for a long time. It was announced the winners of the show and it was not me. I did not win my group. Um, it was another girl. Lots of women for the girls, the people that have been casted. I've, so far, there's only one guy and all of the girls that have been chosen are incredibly beautiful. Like otherworldly beautiful. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it was, when you look at the, I looked at the other groups and who was selected as the winners. And it was like, okay, you just picked like the most standard conventionally attractive person you could find out of these groups when you have such a variety of individuals in these groups. I just thought that was very odd. So for at least, I believe there's 15 other spots available open that they are still looking at casting. So, hey, maybe I still have a shot of being cast on the show. Um, I have not heard anything yet. And I believe they have not posted anything else on Instagram. Let's check actually. Yeah. So they haven't posted anything in over a week now. Um, so we'll see, you know, I'm hopeful. If not, you still get a video out of me because the moment I confirm that I am not going to be on this show is when my real work starts. So We'll keep everything posted and see how it all goes. Um, But that's going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry, this episode was a little all over the place. I'm half asleep. I am still in a food coma from yesterday. I went to Eats Con LA with my dad and we just ate all day. It was great. 
but I'm still in a food coma. If you have any thoughts about uh, any of the stories that I talked about, feel free to comment them on the YouTube channel. If you are an audio listener, you can go over to the YouTube channel if you want to see my cute face when we do these uh, episodes. Um, If you liked this episode, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday, greatly appreciated. And that's really going to be it. See you next week. Goodbye.